Thanks for listening to the Midwest Flyways podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Soundgear, the best hearing protection on the market. Don't be like your dad who can't hear a thing. Choose selective hearing instead. Go to soundgear.com to protect your hearing today. I hate you, dude. Dude. This is your last time being in ride, charge man. of just the podcast board. I just... It's not my last time. It is I your last time. It's not my last We're time. We're switching spots now after <laughs> I this. I love it. Uh, I just I just had Joey recording with me for like a good five minutes and realized, uh, not recording. We were rolling, too, we dude. We were. We were. Don't let it, don't let it break your vibe, dude. Um, Joey, Joey just got a full night's sleep last night. He's feeling good. Um, he's ready to roar. He's rip roaring. <laughs> he's got the energy. He brought it today. He's feeling good. Right, man? You know, we're just going to have a phenomenal podcast here. Yeah, too. 100%. It's going to be a great podcast. Guys, we're going to, we're going to sort of try to segment this out a little bit better for you guys. Yeah, but take, but take that tone of voice out, you know? No, I can't. Just be yourself. I am being myself. And, um, I think it's because we get on some ranty rants every once in a while. Things just go a little bit long. That's why we wanted to structure it more. We want to structure it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so. We'll just we'll try it out. We're gonna try it out tonight. We'll see how it goes. Um, it is just your favorite two co-hosts, uh, Bienvenidos, a la the Midwest Flyways <laughs> podcast. Joey Vasallo, Cal Ness here today. Uh, we went live on Instagram. It was a hoot. The Smackin' Boys joined, um, or just boy, the Smackin' Boy joined. Colin, Mister Colin, Clary, and it was a good time. We're ready to go though. We've got some good topics tonight. Joey, how are you hanging, man? Dude, I'm I'm hanging by a thread. I really? just had a beautiful baby girl. She's awesome. Her name's Aziza. Uh, it's a Persian name. She's actually gonna look Italian like I do not, because of her mom's mm-hmm. darker skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Yeah. But last night was the first good night of sleep that I have gotten in a long time, and uh, it was about six hours of sleep. That's solid. It was a solid six. If hours. I get six, I'm good. If right, I get six, but before I'm good. that, it's been like two to four, and uh-huh. that is not good for me. And no, like we were no. talking about before this, early goose is coming up, man, and everyone's gonna be shitting oh, yeah. their pants because of lack of sleep. <laughs> Hunting season's starting again. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like lately, you've been shitting your pants quite a bit. No, I just feel like I have IBS. You know, mm. just like oh, I have to poop now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't feel this. For the last hour when I was near a toilet, now I'm in my truck driving on 494 in traffic, and now I have to yeah, pull over in the middle of the median and shit on it. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't get there very often. I mean, even the sleep doesn't do it to me. It's um, it's if I eat really bad food for like five days in a row. Ah, so hunting trips. Yeah, hunting trips. Yeah. At the end of a hunting trip, it's funny because like I get made fun of at work when I go on a hunting trip because I come back and I'm sick the first day at work. Mm-hmm. It's just a guarantee. I have a sore throat, cough, runny nose. You know, yep. have yep. to shit twenty times. I mean, all those things. <laughs> and then that's that's like a good, it's a good funny joke for them. Right. No, it is. Yeah, I'm worthless. That's uh, that day back. No, yeah. Monday. 100%. Yeah, just got in from wherever, fucking 9 p.m. the night before. Right. Ate gas station food for 10 days, and it wasn't Quick Trip. <laughs> it was the local Sun It was BP. the local. Yeah, it was BP. It was BP. 
Handmade burritos, not sure what's in them. Dude, you're kidding yourself if you think those are handmade. They pulled those out of the fucking dumpster at Quick Trip. (laughs) (laughs) Three days old. So bad. So bad. No, but we're literally a month out from early goose, man. And I can feel it in the air. Woke up this morning. How good did today feel? Was it 90 degrees, was it? No, but it's 99% humidity. So today by 7.30 a.m., today was better. Today was gorgeous. Better. I was wearing pants all day. Bro, I am wet. <laughs> I am. It's the worst. Now, I know I look really good right now. Yeah. But you can't be talking like that on the podcast, okay? Really? You can't be wet around me. Okay. I'm a married man. It's okay. it's a different kind. I'm a you know, married obviously, man. But I get why you couldn't understand that. Oh, okay, yeah. Boy. So are you going to go to North Dakota? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am going to go to North Dakota. I've just stopped kidding myself and saying that I'm not going to go <laughs> because I yeah. always go. Yeah. I always go, whether it's by myself or with yeah, a huge yeah. group. And I think I'm going to uh, limit it to like a me, me plus one. This year? Yeah. I don't know who. Sure. So if you hit me up in my DMs at the right time, maybe it's you. I don't know. Ooh. Whoa. Really? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Probably not. Sure. But yeah. Okay. Joey's throwing out. You can hunt with Joey now. <clears throat> Here's the deal, man. I, I don't make plans. Right. I just get the itch, and it's a bad itch, you know, like the mm-hmm. kind you go to the doctor for, sure. and I go, you know what? It's North Dakota time. Yeah. It's North Dakota time. Now, is this going to be a phenomenal podcast? Who knows? It might be. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be, dude. Don't say that. Say gonna this is going to be an impeccable podcast. Here's the thing, you know, I don't need to convince anybody. Right. Except for myself. For sure. And I'm not convinced just yet. I'm 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 not really I don't feel Because that you hard. weren't recording. No, it's gonna be a really good podcast. I'm very excited. Are you thinking you're gonna like start looking at your decoys soon, maybe? <laughs> you know, I mean they're rough. You know, I just you just leave them uh, the whole year. So Yeah, you know you're gonna have I to might. have decoys to hunt with. I just didn't know if you thought. That's the thing, man, is like I can go either before. way. It'd I can go either before. way. Yeah, no, it would be a night before thing or at yep. least two days before. But I could just go for some pass shooting on some snail eaters, honestly, you know, where they're wow. just running across the field straight out of the pond and I'm right there waiting you for their You really ass. don't care. No. Right. No, dude. I'm just going to fucking wing them. Wow. You know, not even going to so, kill him. I'm just going to wing him. <laughs> You're so fucked up. He's dude. obviously joking. No, dude. 22 no, and dude. all. No, I'm going to take man. the 22, just wing him. Stop, dude. Check him for a band, throw oh him back my. into the pond. Stop, dude. Don't. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> obviously, I'm fucking kidding. I'm going to use a 410 gauge from 60 yards. But anyway, dude. <laughs> anyway. No, we're going we're gonna to find some geese in North Dakota. Probably not going to film it, and that's okay. You know, yeah. just going to have a good old time. Maybe bring my two-month-old daughter at the time. No chance, but yeah. You know, just put some earmuffs on her. Carry her in my little kangaroo sling. Let me ask you this. What is the age <laughs> where you're like, she's year. going duck hunting? A year old. One year? Well, she was born in July, so probably a year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not this season, but next. Wow. That's when Bobby took me out, my dad. Uh, he said you were like two or three, but year yeah. year and a half. Okay. Well, either way, yeah. Don't take that away from me. I won't. Okay. I'm going to take that away. It's fine. Whatever. Dude, I've been hunting for 28 years. I love it. Okay? I'm 29 years old. I've been hunting for 28 years. Okay. Don't you dare take that away from me, son. All right. All Shit. Right. A lot of pride. Well, oh, I'm pride. here to tell you. Yeah. Fucking. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tell me, dude. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm 
I'm so stoked, man. I'm, my DMs are filling up. Our DMs are filling up. I, uh, I edited a TikTok video and an Instagram reel from a hunt we had in January, man. I'm not going to lie. I was a little wet. A little wet when I watched that video. You know when you're editing a video and you just end up watching the same clip, you know, a thousand times? Sure, yeah. And then Roy was like, what's wrong with your pants? Yeah, you're sick. Yeah, I'm but, not right in the head. Right. I like that for you, dude. That's cool. Yeah. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's roll into kind of our first segment, which is a listener question. There you go. What listener question are we talking about tonight, Joe? I think it was uh, how duck conservation affects duck hunting. I think okay. it was a, was a question from yeah, the... Yeah that trading post or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? it was like a it was a question about how duck hunting is a part of or like affects conservation, I believe. Okay. Um okay. So, do you want to start off? Sure. Go ahead. I, if you don't know what you want to say, then I can start no, off. No, I, yeah. I mean, I can start if no, you No, I want. I got you. Don't <laughs> whatever, worry. Papa's man. here. Go ahead. Just call me dude. Papa Joe. I can't do that, but start start talking call me about your da- Call me your dad and then I'll start. I can't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, what's really cool about the way that our system is set up is um, pretty much all of it goes to conservation. When you buy a license and when you buy ammo, when you buy guns, percentage of that goes to conservation, like a huge percentage, especially when you buy a license, a hunting license. So all of that money goes to breeding habitat and, or at least in Minnesota, it goes to breeding habitat, WPA, um, yeah, yeah, it goes to WPAs, and I forget the other acronym right now. What's w- the other? WMA? WMA, thank you. <clears throat> Waterfall Management Area, Production and Management. Um, I just wish they used those dollars in Minnesota to make it more accessible for hunting, mm-hmm. you know, because we have all this land going towards production and breeding, which is great, you know, for other states. So it's just kind of like our, our country. You know, we give all of our money to other people instead of making it for ourselves. So that's how I kind of feel like So it what is. could they do better? Um, they could put it into ground for people to hunt on. You know, make it like a, a badass area so that when birds come here, they want to stay here a little bit longer. But you can hunt a WPA. Yeah, but you make it really hard for hunters. <clears throat> you can't use a motor, electronic, mm-hmm. or um, gas-powered, whatever. So it's just like... We have more breeding ground than we do hunting ground, you know. What do you think is, like, the reason that you can't use a motor in WPA? They probably think it's for pollution or noise pollution, too, probably. Uh I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We're we're becoming a flyover state, and it's kind of bumming me out. Makes me want to move out of Minnesota. You know, go to a place where it's like, okay, there's 400,000 birds on this roost from December to January. Okay, here's... Nothing like that in Minnesota. And why why are they in that area though? Because they have habitat, they have a, a safe place to stay, mm-hmm. and then also there's plenty of food. For sure. Okay. So like why can't Minnesota support that right now? Because they're focused on making more CRP ground for nesting birds versus open water holes for them to sit on. Does that make sense? Like we don't have yeah, a whole lot have, of refuges. We have more water coverage than like what, what percentage of states? And we have ten thousand lakes here. We have tons of habitat. That's great, and that's a great point. I'm gonna finish that off by saying I don't know enough. All I know is that when I go to hunt on public land here in Minnesota, it is fucking hard to get to a lot of those spots. You've been there with me. They're yeah, fucking hard. For sure. Yeah, they're fucking hard. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only bringing it up because I wonder some of the time if like we have too much wetland. You know what I mean? Like we have so many lakes that like it's it's not like Devil's Lake where it's like one, you know, big ass lake and it's not like a ton a ton of big lakes for a while. It's a lot of like little potholes. Mm-hmm. And so like is there is the reason that Minnesota doesn't have some big staging area because they don't have to? Like it can fly the whole state, just you know, just like Canada, except they don't. You know what I mean? They're 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 in Canada. They're coming through Minnesota. So if there's not like one major staging area, is that do they just spread out too much? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I just feel like when they're here, they're they're pushing so hard. Yeah. They don't stay for a huge long period of time. How many times have you gone to a field and you're like, I've been watching this place for a week? No. Yeah. I don't. It's not. The thing is, though, is it's just like. <laughs> Is that because of something we're doing or is that just the reality of like the way they're migrating? You know, I don't know necessarily enough about it either. I'm just sort of asking a question. Well, if you also notice, we don't have any flooded corn here. Yeah. So in a lot of places like Kansas, Missouri, they can do that. We can't do that here. I mean, we can do it, but there's just no benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I you can't you. hunt it if yeah. you flood it. Right. So that's that's one of those things. Whereas like, Missouri, they literally have state land of flooded corn. Like mm-hmm. it's government funded flooded corn and it's public hunting. You know, we don't have that here. So yeah. like if they have food and water, they're going to stay there for a little bit longer. So I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe I'm just griping because we live in a flyover state. I don't fucking know. Yeah. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I just think there's so many things that bring that like play into it. It's so hard to know. Yeah. That's probably why we haven't so narrowed it know. down yet. <laughs> right. Because two guys in a basement. Right, yeah. Can't no, figure it out. You, I'm yeah, sure yeah, there's we'll a lot of other Ten people. Ten more minutes. We got it. <laughs> no. no, but I think uh, hunters provide a lot to conservation because of how much we put into the sport. For sure. So like that law that they're trying to get repealed right now, I forget what it's called, but some uh, Republican senator in Georgia is trying to get it overturned where I think it was made in the 30s. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. It was made in the 30s and... Uh, Every bit of ammo, every bit of guns, um, half of that money that is allocated for that item goes towards conservation. It goes towards state land and federal land, whatever, and they're trying to overturn that bill right now. Hmm. I don't know what the percentages are. I don't know how much money from each of those sales or whatever goes to anything specifically. Um, I'm sure it's, it's not 15% of the profit. I think it's 13%. I mean, it's, either way, I mean, from a perspective of hunting and conservation, they go hand in hand, and the question becomes how much of it is on purpose and how much of it is on accident. You know what I mean? That's that's truly the reality. Because, like, there's a lot of people that hunt waterfowl that, like, really don't care about the conservation side of it. I mean, like, they care in the sense of, like, it's great and all, but sure. they're not they're not like actively buying extra duck stamps or doing, you know, volunteer projects for like waterfall habitat or, you know what I mean? So like, but that said, just simply because of the money that hunters spend on the sport, like you said, hunters are the greatest contributor to conservation of animals so it's, that we hunt. It's called the Pittman-Robertson Act. Mm-hmm. And it says... Um, uh, the PR dollars that get distributed to the states for projects ranging from hunters' education to shooting ranges to public land access to fishing access. New bill has been introduced to the House. 
that would repeal the excise tax on guns, ammo, and other hunting equipment. This is something that needs to be protected. And the sportsmen and women in the 1930s would whoop anyone's ass for even thinking of repealing this revenue stream for anyone that spends times outdoor spends time outdoors. So you can go out and read it. There's a bunch of people who are on board about it. Um, yeah, I mean, they're always I trying mean, it's, it's to a, repeal things and, like, take stuff tax. back and take away, you know. It's a tax on everything that we buy for the outdoors, and it goes towards everything on the outdoors. And so they're probably just trying to turn that tax into something that benefits their own pockets. I'm sure. I'm 100%. sure. So that, so, like, if you look at that, a percentage of every gun, every uh-huh. bit of ammo, ammo yep. all that shit goes towards conservation. Right, right. So, like, we are one of the biggest supporters of conservation. So that's, like, yeah. a huge deal. I don't know everything about that bill. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But obviously, if it goes towards the outdoors, I'm for it. Yeah. So. But anyway. No, I mean, yeah, I, I think the the hard part is that a lot of hunters don't necessarily, like, know a lot about the conservation side of it. Um, and I think like even myself who I understand some of it, I don't know like all the details in terms of conservation of like everything that Ducks Unlimited does. I mean, I know the general overview of what Delta and Ducks Unlimited and like what they do, but I don't know like the ins and outs and like the specific details of every project. Um, I mean, the best thing we can do is become more educated, I'm sure, but it's important to obviously understand it. Yeah. But. No, I think it's important to understand what our dollars are going towards and how they're actually benefiting us, the animals that we are going after, and the habitat and environment. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, what really matters is the environment and the habitat and the animals that we want to harvest. You know, because it right. is an American tradition, and it's something that I can't not think about every day. You know, right? It's like ingrained in our blood is our in our DNA as humans hunting. You know. All right, guys, so we're bringing it back with the different segments. We are going to roll back into just the tip. Um, Joey has his just the tip to give you guys this week. Joey, take it away. Just the tip. Tell us. So here's just the tip, guys. Not the whole thing. Not not the entire thing. It's just the tip. So just the tip would be where there's something going on this weekend called Squad Fest. We were there last year. So much fun. Had a great freaking time. Not able to go this year because of my baby being born and being so ridiculously busy with work. And so the amount of questions that I have seen throughout the years of how do I get into the industry? How did you guys start your YouTube channel? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just like how do you get into hunting at a certain level? You know, how do you become a guide? How do you do anything in the hunting industry? Dude, go to these shows. Go to these shows like Squad Fest, Game Fair, Presley's. Scott Trinan has an event going on at Mulkier in Rochester on the 6th. And just go and talk to people like that are actually in the industry, like Scott, who's been doing, <laughs> been doing this for a long time. Cody Stokes, Asher Tolliver. Go and meet these people in person and talk to them and ask them, be a genuine person. Say, hey, I want to work for you or um, what can I do to work for you? You know, if you're really that passionate about it, and you want to make this your career. Go to the events in person, travel a little bit, go and meet people, network, have fun, and uh, just ask people genuine questions. You know, that's my just the tip. I like it, man. And it's really good because my just the tip sort of correlates with this a little bit. 
And my just, just the tip. What's that? Just the tip. I I'll try to keep it. Yeah, I'll try to keep it to just just a little bit of a tip here. And that tip would be in anything in life, and this relates a lot to hunting. Just don't be afraid to try something new. I think a lot of people get into a routine in their life and it's a very comfortable place to be when you kind of know what you know and what you don't know can't hurt you. But the reality of anything, especially for me with like hunting, don't be afraid to just like try something different. And a lot of the time that stuff will be validated or you'll be, you know, proven wrong. But just like Joey said, going to these, you know, contests, going to these shows, it's a chance to meet people that are in the industry, bring a cool question to ask someone, you know, something that they might have a lot or they're going to have a lot more knowledge than you on or, you know, just don't be scared to, to try to go and meet people and ask questions. And we've met some of our best friends literally just chatting with people on Instagram, you know, social media. Um, it's a very powerful tool if it's used properly, but just don't be scared. Don't be scared to try some new stuff, hunting techniques, whatever it is. Guys, uh, why don't you message Cal on Instagram and just let him know that was verbatim what I just said. He is just it used, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And that's okay, Cal. It just means we're on the same wavelength. Sure. You know, and I'm proud of you and me because we're never so on the same wavelength. Is, yeah. We are never on the same wavelength. Right. So I'm proud of you. Perfect. For man. being well, more like I need me. To hear now. For being more like me. So <clears throat> now I can retire. Anyway. So guys, like we've said in previous episodes and this episode that I just had a kid, right? So that means that my entire life is upside down. And I wanted to talk about something that I haven't looked at in... A while. Something that brought you some joy. Brought me some joy, some nostalgia, and then also um, got me so fucking pumped up for season, right? So I, I ordered these uh, pictures on some app, and now they raise their prices, so I'm never going to use them again. I forgot what it's called even. It's, it's called Mixed Tiles, and I mixed got them when they, when they were like eight bucks a pop. And if you ordered so many at a time, so like I would order 100 photos at a time, so they'd be like $4. I see. It, it was a great price, right? And plus, they're going to last forever. So they're actually on nice corkboard and whatever. So I have them in like a... I had to move all of my shit out of my own house uh, because it, the feng shui doesn't work anymore. With, right, right. Because I have a wife and all that, you know. I no longer have my own opinion on my decor. Yeah, it was terrible. And it's better now, so... <laughs> so, um, excuse me, as I just burp into the mic. So I, I was looking through some of these pictures, man, and holy shit. There's this one. This one is such a cool picture, and we'll have video podcasts. We'll have video podcasts up. It's four. It's four guys, and they're over the top of three carp. Four, four dead four carp. carp. We pulled four the carp. four biggest ones. Yeah. And my old buddy Dylan Jones hit me up, and he's like, "Hey man, I got two buddies in town from Ireland, um, and they really want to kill something. Is there anything that we can shoot this time of year?" I was like, "Well." I wanted to go bow fishing tonight. If you guys want to come out, he goes, oh, fuck yeah. Oh so he God. brings these two Irish guys straight off the boat. So Irish. Like uh, yes. Conor McGregor to the max, dude. And they yes. were hammered. The two Irish guys were absolutely hammered. So naturally, they did not drive my boat. Sure. And man, did we just have a blast of a night. And I still keep in contact with them. Did they like love it? Oh, they were obsessed. Yeah. I bet you they missed 100 carp. Yeah, oh yeah. But then they finally shot I think those are their four carp because I drove the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Dylan. Look at his face. Oh my god. You think that's sober, Dylan? No. No way. 
No. I had to be sober. Yeah. Because I'm a responsible adult. For sure. But man, right. that's just like one of those photos where it's just like, man, that was already like three, four years ago. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Did you, to think did about. you like find any other um, pictures in here that brought up any good stories? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that one uh, that's Nick Johnson and uh, Trent Toso and Joe Heinz, David Goose, and I, we were all on this hunt in early season Nodak. And uh, we all had the itch so bad that we brought a thousand decoys into this giant yes. wheat field. And I think we maybe shot, I don't know, eight to 15 geese. Yeah. And there is these couple of geese that were so big. These are the biggest geese I've ever seen by far. And this is a picture of Nick holding his arms far out as he can. And he's probably like, I don't know, 5'8", Nick, 5'9". Yes, he's not. He's definitely a couple inches shorter than me. <clears throat> But he uh, he has his wingspan out, and the goose's wingspan is literally perfectly the it's same as his wingspan. It's just a massive bird. So hangs big. down to his knees, yep. head up to his head. And Toso has the most scraggly looking beard I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Oh yeah, dude. Here's a good one. This is a photo that is of the Catahoula sunset when we first the first time we went down and hunted with Wade. This was not <clears throat> a not a good hunting day. Zero birds is not a good hunting day. Um, but probably the most epic sunset I've ever seen. I mean, dude, I literally look at that photo. It looks like the Serengeti. Mm. You know, like when you see the photos. Yeah. Okay. You know, like the the crazy Serengeti sunset. Like, dude, this is, it looks like that. It looks like a painting. Yeah. Deep red to orange to yellow. And that's a shitty camera photo from like what? 2018. Yeah. Like a phone photo. Yeah. Just wild. Yeah, I've got a lot of really cool pictures from Louisiana in here. This one's of uh, John John in a badass bucket hat that's canvas, putting his boat lights up to, like, some swamp field, and there's, like, a bunch of old four-wheelers sitting there. And Yeah. God, it was fucking sick. So epic, dude. Just crazy, crazy experiences. Joey, this is a good one. You could tell the story about this one. So this is a photo of Joey with his full limit of geese and ducks. Yep. Just by himself. By myself. I got the cops called on me because uh, some guy's a dick. And uh, he's like, do you want to, you know, get him for harassment? And I said, yes. And so the cop walked all the way from the boat landing through private property, mind you, um, in his boots and came all the way back to me. And I walked a full football length back to him. And the cops have been calling me three times. And they're like, you're good, man. I was like, cool. And uh, then they just check my gun, and I cite them the the law to where I can hunt there. And uh, I was like, you want me to drive you back to the launch in my boat? And he goes, oh, that'd be awesome. I was like, that's perfect because I'm already done anyway. And uh, we're driving through this timber, and I was like, hey, man, do you mind taking a picture for me? He's like, sure. So I put all these, I put my limited geese, which was three at the time, and then my six ducks on top of it. And uh, just some fucking Susie's, man. Yeah. Yeah, just a great day. There's a nice it was, it was a great. There. there was a great Drake Mallard in there, <clears throat> but that was so cool to have a cop take a photo of me as he was going to cite me for a ticket, and then said I had him take a photo of my limit for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. this is a good one too. This is a photo from a hunt that we did. It's Joey holding a goose, kind of coming back to the blind. Um, dude, you got to find that Mulkier hat. It's just an epic hat. I know. I don't think it exists it's anymore. Gone. She gone. It's fallen um, in the water many times too. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this was a fun hunt, though, because this was the first we time filmed it. that I hunted with Gavin. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So you had met Gavin because Gavin messaged us about Connor doing some photo- like some questions about photography. Yeah. And Joey's like, I'm not that guy, but uh, Connor can help you. And do you want to hunt? And Gavin's like, well, I've actually got this field. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Yep. Okay. So you guys went and hunted. And then that next day. <clears throat> that was the next day? Either the next day or the next weekend. Yeah, it wasn't. One of the two. But I live like right by Gavin. So I had found this field that had some honkers in it, got permission, and then we invited Gavin on that hunt. Kind of turns out he bit. also had permission on that field as well. Yeah, yeah. Didn't scout it though, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a really fun day. I don't even know what else you've got in here, dude. Dude, I've got so many good pictures. A lot of first time uh, bow fishermen. Dude, this this hunt though, like I know we touched on Louisiana, but this is a picture of a full three man limit, and it might be one of the most beautiful, like three man limits I've ever shot. That was our first time shooting ducks down south in January. In, yeah, in Louisiana, this is our first trip to Louisiana. First day, Wade takes our asses to w- way too far mm-hmm. into this hunting spot. Well, yeah, you were sucking I was air, dude. Three hundred pounds. I was gonna die. We walked like what two miles through the fucking flooded water. Yeah. It sucked, uh, but my God, I mean, just beautiful pintails, beautiful widgeon. I mean, mallards, crazy Drake mallards. I don't know. This was a cool hunt, dude. Such a pretty, pretty bag right there. This is actually one of my favorite hunts. Um, oh yeah, that's up at uh, Fergus Falls with at feet down at feet down. <clears throat> yeah, so Joe this, this photo got Scott, Scott Tryon, and Joe Hines. Scott filmed Toso. that hunt. Yep. That was a fun hunt. Shot a band. Dude. Yeah, that's a a boinker. That was a fun hunt, dude. That's a really cool one. It was like four days in a row that we just absolutely ass-slapped the cheeks off of those geese. Dude, what do you notice different about what Scott does when he's hunting geese? Like, what does he know that you don't know? Well, where do I start? Right. But But I've just always noticed that he calls at the perfect time. Like, he waits to call. Everyone else is calling. And then he's sitting there watching the birds work and then he'll find that time and he knows what note to blow and he'll just like frantically pick up his call and just hit that note so hard and you will watch the geese react differently. Really? It's incredible. And and at one of these days, we're going to be down there and we're going to film a, a podcast with Scott and we're going to really dive in deep on that. But like we're going to do some really cool shit with Scott this summer here. And uh, we just got to figure out a date that works. But, um, yeah, every time I've hunted with Scott, man, we've been right next to him. And you can see him just work the shit out of those geese, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Joey told me a story um, about the time you went down there for, was it the staff, staff hunt? hunt? Yeah. Yeah. Tell tell me that story. So we were down there for the staff hunt. And uh, Scott didn't even show up for the morning hunt because he knew that geese weren't going to play nice. There were geese flying everywhere, but... They weren't going to play. We didn't kill a fucking goose that entire morning. And then right around 3.15, comes out to the field. I asked him to let my dog out of the truck. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. And uh, he said, fuck that. He goes, your dog's about to bite my ass. And yeah. I was like, well, <clears throat> I mean, she's fine. She's not going to bite you. He goes, fuck that. She's, gonna, she's trying to bite the glass. And I was like. <laughs> Riley was going savage. Yeah, well, you're an ugly guy. That's why. And then uh, we didn't shoot a goose until, like, the last three minutes Yeah, that day. And uh, everyone's calling the entire time, whatever, whatever. And I don't see Scott calling. Like, there's 15 guys in a pit that can really yeah, fucking yeah, blow yeah. a call. For and sure. I'm like, Some I don't need to fucking do shit, you know. 
and Scott's not doing shit, so whatever. And then he picks out one goose, and he goes, Joey, Joey, pick up your crawl, pick up your crawl. I was like, okay. And we're the only two bubble lids, so we're the only two lids that can see up mm-hmm. into the air. Everyone's just, like, calling and whatever. And then uh, he just hits the quick spit moan, like, super fast and hard, and then stops that and just does a cluck from the bottom and works his way up the, the scale. I bet you he blew 32 notes up and down the scale in under four seconds. And each note was so perfectly clear and concise. I've never heard a goose call do that before. And I was like, oh my God. I just stopped calling. He's like, keep calling, keep calling. I'm like, why? What am yeah. I going to fucking do? You know? <clears throat> I can't compete. I can't compete with you, but it's not like it's going to make a difference to that bird. And then that one bird circled our entire spread and it lands. He's like circling over us, circling. He's getting closer and closer. And I go, Scott, he's got a band. And I almost pulled my lid off. And he goes, no, 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 Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's got a band. He's like, no, no, trust me. Don't do it. And he lands all the way over on the far left side of the pit. He goes, Travis, on the far left. Kill him. Shoots him on the ground, you know, whatever. And then, oh, my God, he's banned. And I was like, fucking told you. He goes, yeah, but this, this, uh, this field always has, it's like a band draw. No matter what. No matter who shoots it, it's a band draw. And guess who got the fucking band? Scott. Scotty T. Yeah, oh, yeah. Scotty T got the band. Unbelievable. Fucking Unbelievable. Cheating. It's Un- fucking rigged, dude. Unbelievable. Son of a bitch. I can't Son believe it. Bitch, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Guau, guau, guau. Son of a bitch. I can't believe it. We have David Ortiz on the podcast. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Son of that a bitch. That is the best bitch. TikTok I've ever seen. Son of a bitch. I can't believe it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. That's the second time. Scott's, Scott wins the band draw. Guau, guau, guau. Some of guau. I can't believe it. Guau, guau, guau. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. But no, every time so I've hunted epic. with him, which is like guau, guau. three or four times now, I've really learned a lot. But <laughs> this is a random invite I got yeah. from, some, uh, from an old friend of mine. I used to date this girl. And uh, we met each other through that, and then we, he found out that I hunted, and he invited me out to Wisconsin, and uh, we absolutely piss-pounded the ducks and geese. Mm-hmm. The pissing rain. <clears throat> Didn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. You know, just the most laid-back hunt. Like, it's kind of frantic in the morning. You're grassing, you're corning your layout blinds, and it's just like, this fucking sucks. We're going to not shoot shit today, you know? And then Brandon just kind of gives me this smile, and he's like, we're going to kill him. And I was like, okay. It's like literally in his backyard. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And uh, first duck comes in, just smoke his ass. And then we didn't see anything else except for Susie's the rest of the day. All Susie's straight up. And we're like not shooting into these birds because they're literally all hens. And I'm like, this is so stupid. You know? So we're like looking for bands and whatever. I'm like, we're not going to see a fucking band on a mallard, you know? And then uh, someone just said, fuck it. And then we shot our hen limit in one volley. And we're just like, okay, we're done shooting ducks, you know? That's crazy. And then the geese started pouring out, and we just started slapping them. Like, just insane. Yeah, this is a picture of a pile of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty insane. It was four of us, and it, we just fucking hammered them. It was so much fun. That was so like, funny because, like, my Wisconsin experiences are, like, it's either going to be awful 
or it's going to be a banger. It's a bang, bang. It's never like, yeah, every time you're going to shoot like three or four, and then maybe every once in a while I'll really get one. Mm. It's not like that. Bang, bang, skeet, skeet. Yeah, you get the Wisconsin call, it's either going to be a banger, or you're going to go home at one o'clock, have not shot a fucking thing. You know what? But it's worth that. It kind of is. It's worth right? it. Because half the, the time part. you're not really driving further than like an hour and 15, you know? And then this is my right. last one. This is me, my buddy Ben, and Dylan Efforts out on a, a huge lake and had no idea how it was going to go. And we're just like, fuck it, let's go, you know? And Ben had only hunted like one other time. He's literally wearing all of my camouflage, my extra pair of waders, everything. My extra gun is in his hand, my God. And uh, not a whole lot was flying that day. But every bird that came in was just stellar, like to a T textbook, two mallards way up top. Everyone's like talking, like having fun. It's just the three of us, you know, and they've never met each other, but they get along like amazingly right off the bat. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, meh, meh, meh. And these two ducks just tornado down the entire way, have no idea we're there, dump right next to us at like 10 feet right before they touch the water. I go kill them. Ben and I stand up. We both just take a beautiful Drake, and he goes, holy shit, that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It took him like seven minutes to get down, but they were fully committed. So cool. The entire way. Yeah. And we both stand up, literally from me to the lights, 10 feet. Yeah. Just Prank. both shot at the exact same time, both shot at the right bird, done. So cool. And then a couple of bluebills and a perfect gadwall. It was just like, dude, that's yeah, the dude. Coo- that's the coolest thing about duck hunting, right? Like... I feel like whenever we or I have taken out new people for the first time, I mean, before I started duck hunting, dude, like, you don't think about ducks. What do you mean you don't think about ducks? You grew up duck hunting. Right. I think about ducks. But, like, until I started duck hunting, ducks were just, like, another bird that was, like, living in the wild. You know what I mean? It's not like you were walking around like, there's some ducks over there. Right. You know what I mean? So then people come out and they see the experience of, like, those, like, birds getting fully committed or something. Mm -hmm. And you're just like that fucking smile you can't replace that dude and it's that at that moment that you're like this person's perspective is now completely different oh yeah so cool you got another one over there that's a good one yeah when my first time one? meeting david goose oh yeah all right tell me about that uh one of my favorite places to hunt that now just got subdivided dope yep that's cool that you guys almost got the contract on <clears throat> oh yep yep mm-hmm. um I had just met Gavin a couple weeks earlier, and he's like, hey, man, um, took you on that awesome meadow hunt. You got anything going on this weekend? All my shit's dried up. I was like, yeah, I got a great field. And uh, us four, I, were you on that one? I wasn't with you. Okay. Us four went on to this hunt, kind of a shit show, and then it started pouring rain. We all jumped back into our trucks. I was there. You were there. I was there for this one. Oh, and you left early? <clears throat> no. I took that picture. Oh, Okay. Well, <clears throat> anyway, you were there. It started pissing rain, so we like jumped back into our trailer and trucks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Birds started dumping, so we ran back out into our spread and we started killing birds. This is that weekend before that next weekend. David called me and you out to St. Cloud. Remember me and you went oh, out there for the hunt? Oh yeah, it didn't go very good. Yeah, it went terrible. Yeah. yeah, but this was the hunt before that. That was the first time I met David too, and Connor and Connor. Yeah, yeah, both of them first time. Yep. And now Connor, uh, Connor's married, and David gets married this weekend. David gets married this weekend. A.K.A. half the reason why I'm not going to Squad Fest. Yeah, right. Exactly, man. No, Are you going to his wedding? Yeah. 
Nice. Yep. It's going to be a waterfall convention. Yeah. For sure. His bachelor party, dude, was so wild. Yeah. Dude, I won, I won like, $240 on bags. I won the bags tournament. It's so crazy. Me and my partner both won 240 bucks a piece. That's crazy. How and many they, people were there? Dude, they raffled off a pistol. <laughs> what? They raffled off a pistol, a cooler, and a pair of Vortex binos. It's insane. I'm like, what the fuck is going... Can you even raffle off a gun at a private event? I think you can. Oh, my God. They have gun raffles. I mean... I guess. Ducks Unlimited. I was just... Bl- well, that's an organization. Yeah, I don't know. They I go don't through know what the, the parameters are here, man. I think, like, someone won the gun. <clears throat> he's like, oh, cool. Thanks. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, <God."> yeah. <laughs> These are those loopholes of oh, liberals. Oh, yeah. This them is, liberals are talking dude, about. they're freaking out right now, dude. You're just talking about this. <laughs> like, I get there, and everyone's just, like, shooting trap and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, and they're like, hey, five bucks for trap. And I'm like, I brought my own ammo. They're like, yeah, it's for clays. And then half the pot goes to David and Lexi. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I played like three rounds of Annie Oakley for trap. And I think I paid 15, 20 bucks or something. And uh, like the pots were huge. huge. Well, yeah, because like, did you like pay to enter the bags tournament? Yeah, and, no, it was 20 yeah. bucks a person for the bags <clears throat> tournament. I was right? like, damn. So like every pot was like 400 bucks, 800 bucks, $2,000. Yeah, for everything. Dude. That's I'm a like, genius idea, though, genius. to like get them some money, have a ton of fun. That's like something that you would go to if it wasn't for David anyway. Oh, you know, it's it's like, holy shit! So after this, this is like the greatest David Goose story. We've talked a little bit of shit about David Goose on the podcast, right? Love him, a little bit, obviously. Do it out of love, but too optimistic. So, um, <laughs> I meet this kid, David Goose, phenomenal goose caller, blah blah blah, and. We hunt together a lot this year. What was that, 2017? 2018? Uh, 2018 must have been. So this kid's like, yeah, so my cousin or my my girlfriend's cousins. Oh, yeah, here we go. Have a shitload of snow goose decoys. You have a trailer, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, go and load that trailer up. I can't be there right now, but just go and load it up. I was like, okay. So I drive out to Bumfuck with my trailer. I'm like, hey, David sent me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then... They're like, sounds good. Yeah, come on in. It's this ginormous pole barn. I mean, like 200 by 100. Uh-huh. Like, just ginormous. And I was just there for his bachelor party. And I was like, oh, that's where I am. And I totally forgot about this story. Yeah. And David texts me while I'm there. He's like, hey, man, I can't go this weekend. Snow goose hunting out in South Dakota. So just have fun with the decoys and just bring them back when you're done. And I'm like loading these decoys up. And, dude, his girlfriend's cousins or his wife's cousins now, are huge. Like, brick shit house, ginormous dudes. <laughs> yeah, like 6'5". Six, like, six, they, they all should be in the NFL. Like, very scary-looking dudes. He's like, oh, so David just texted me and said he can't go anymore, so you're going to bring these back, right? Just like, <laughs> just did that, and I was like, well, yeah. He goes, no, I'm serious. I'm going to bring these back, right? Because it's like 15 grand in decoys. They're all full bodies. All full body snows, like Avery GHGs. And I'm like, yeah, man, um, I'm looking at you, and I think you could hurt me pretty bad. So I'm going to bring all these back. He's like, good. If anything happens to him, I'm going to be pissed. He goes, let me take a picture of your license. I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking shoot over the decoys. You know? <laughs> For sure. I'm not sure you just, you're literally just leaving there with a trailer you don't even want to have. Oh, dude, that scared the shit out of me. Like, I'm there picking up the decoys. Yeah, I'm not coming, so you're going to bring these back, right? I'm like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> so funny. Dude, they're all 6'3 plus. Oh, yeah. You were and gonna over get, 250. Well, yeah, you had to. You well, had to bring them back if you're going to die. Well, and they're all concrete guys, too. This guy's got a too. picture of your license, you know? Dude, well, and they've got their concrete mitts for hands. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they're the strongest people. They could crush a two-by-four with their hand. <laughs> for sure. So scary. For sure. So scary. I swear to God, their names are Lurch, Lurch, and Lurch. Oh, yeah. You're going to get your ass pummeled. Oh, my God. So, and I was there at the freaking thing, and I was a little tipsy after playing bags for a while. I was like, oh, my God, I know where I am. I was like dude, do you remember me picking up the decoys? He goes, yeah, yeah, how you doing? He's so nice. But oh, yeah. I was like five years ago, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> scared so the funny. fuck out of me. But that is just so David Goose. Like, yeah, man, borrow 15 grand worth of decoys. Hell just bring yeah. them back when you can. Totally. I'm like, bring them back immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my God. So but cool, who does man. that shit? Right, David Goose. David Goose. Yeah. Cheers to you, buddy. You know what? Cheers to David. And David is one of those guys that would do anything to help you out. That is the truth. Yep. And, dude, I shot a lot of snows with uh, Noah that weekend. Yeah. A lot. It's so cool. That was fun. That was my first time decoying snows by myself. Yeah. Not by myself, but, you know, like, without someone who knows way more than me. That was pretty cool. My first free, true freelance snow goose hunt. I like, Noah that. and I killed 60 in two days. 80? 60? Something, something like it. It was so sick. <clears throat> but anyway... All right, I want to do our final segment of the day, and I'm going to kick it off, all right? We're bringing it back. I think this is the right button. You're the worst. The worst. Worst, dude. All right. We need to change that. We need to change that, for sure. That's so bad. All right, my you're the worst, okay? If you go into a place, wherever the place is, and you make a mess, and then you leave it for someone else, hey, man. You're the worst. Mm. That's the worst. You're the guy that came to a, a place, any place. You make a fucking mess. And then you say, this has been nice. This isn't my place. So fuck it, fuck it dude. Yeah. And you leave the mess for someone else. Mm. Someone usually whose place it is. That's the worst guy. Mm. The yeah. worst guy. You're too busy. You're too important. You're too cool, so somebody else can clean your mess up. Too cool. Hey, man, it's you fucked know, up, dude. That is the that's the worst. Bad. I hate that. It pisses me off, especially as a carpenter mm. and for a GC, because everyone's mess is my problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're but the last person on the job. It's also so many other things, of course, but right. That makes me think of it every day. You know what that just made me think of? Because electricians are allergic to brooms. <laughs> that's for sure true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a major problem. They um, break out in hives. <laughs> ow, ow. Oh yeah. <laughs> one one broom grab. Oh my god, just All burns right. their hands. Um you know what that made me think of? What's which that? is actually this is worse than yours. Okay. Mm. So like, remember I was talking about IBS and whatever. You really have to take a shit, right? Sure. Barely make it to the gas station. <laughs> you go in there and there is piss <laughs> all over that fucking seat. So dope. Dude. I just, I just can't understand <laughs> how, how, like, <laughs> bro, what's that, what's that meme of the, how you pee in public, how you pee at home? <laughs> it's the guys doing a handstand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, dude, I just don't get it because you don't go, like, there's obviously urinals, right? Because you're in the guy's bathroom. And I don't know if your dick hole is too small 
or what, and it's just like a kink in the garden hose or your thumbs over the front of the garden hose, and you just literally can't control it. But I think there might be something wrong with the population because every fucking time I need to take a shit so bad, and there is piss all over that fucking seat, and I am about to paint the entire toilet. So now not only is there going to be pee on that toilet seat, there's going to be projectile shit. All <laughs> because I ain't sitting in someone's fucking AIDS piss. So you on the add toilet to seat. it, dude. I it's so not you I'm, go to a place, make a mess, and then leave it for someone else. No, dude. There's the thing. If I have to shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap my hand in toilet paper, lift that seat, and I'm gonna give her hell, and I'm gonna hover. <laughs> but I'd rather sit down than not. So if I can't sit down. And I'm not going to touch the toilet seat because it's that covered in piss. There's a possibility, oopsie daisy, <laughs> shit on the toilet now. And that's your fault. <laughs> who who just pisses on the Dude, toilet seat and goes... Your explanation of this is so bad. No, it's not. No, I love it. Like, you're right. Who does that? Dude, who, who does that? Who pees like that? Who, who really? goes, oh, that's a clean toilet seat. <laughs> Be ashamed if someone pisses on it. Bro, like, who does that? Who the fuck? And dude, what do you do at home? Oh. Do you have to sit? Like, what is it? I don't understand that. Yeah. And it's like every public restroom. There's every, like everyone. piss everywhere. Or, like, yeah, I mean. the fuck is that? Every public restroom. I just don't get it. I've never gone in someone's house and they have just pissed on their walls. Mm-mm. You know? Well, like, all house. over. Frat house, but. But like, what the fuck You're is just that? So angry. So that's like one thing where it's like, why do you leave it worse than when you found it? Right. Public restrooms already bad as it is, <laughs> and for those savages who just like sit down on the toilet without wiping it, who are you, dude? Super America gave up. Yeah, I mean they gave BP Super America every gas station, but Quick Trip gave up on the Hol- bathroom. Holidays okay. You know what's Casey's crazy though? is not good. When I go into quick trip bathrooms, I don't usually find a lot of pee on the toilet seats. Uh, I wonder matter. if it's like a mentality thing, you know? It like you go matter. into a nice bathroom, you're like, oh, I better not do it here. If it's in but public, you go into dude. a Super America and you're like, Yup, this toilet's <laughs> getting pissed on everywhere. <laughs> what, hey, what can I ask that? you a serious question? Yeah. Like a really serious question. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. IBS moment, right? Where you okay. have to take a shit so bad. <laughs> where you barely make it into that bathroom. You open up the door and you you take start taking a shit. And then you go to wipe your ass and there ain't nothing there. Right? <laughs> okay. What are you doing? <laughs> serious question. What are you doing? Because I'll um, tell you what I did about a month and a half me. ago. Yeah, tell me. No, after you tell me okay. what you do. You got very limited options. I know. I'm going to say, I'm so lucky. I don't think this has ever happened. No, I know, but what are you doing? What am I doing? Your All ass right, is soaking I'm... wet with your own shit. <laughs> like that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you're creating parameters for this, this hypothetical situation. It's not a hypothetical <laughs> I mean, dude, here's your options, okay? Yep. You can either... Pray there's another stall next door. No stall next door. So you're like, okay, maybe right, there's a, the maybe there's another stall. Maybe there's another stall. Okay. Maybe there's another stall. So if there's another stall, then you you're wobbling? probably trying to. <laughs> 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 
first I would reach underneath and see if I could grab the toilet paper roll oh, from that side. Bold. Okay. Bold. As long as there's no one in there. I mean, you can be able to see footsies in there, you know, so you're like, ooh, don't do that. Okay. So if I can see there's no footsies, I might try the reach. Second option. Second option. You, you Uncle Bucky naked it to the fucking paper towel dispenser or to another stall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Option three. What you got? Option three, you pull up your boxers and your pants, okay? You go and you get the supplies you need. You come back. You take the boxers off. They're going in the trash, Mm. and you're going free balling it the rest of the day. Sure. Worst. That's the worst option. You don't want to free ball it in your jeans at work. Cut your dick on your zipper. For sure. Not good. Those are your options, man. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I did. This is uh this is like a month and a half ago, whatever. Dude, I was in a bad way. Bad way. Super stressed out. Too much caffeine. No food in me. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. Perfect. And I'm waiting for an adjuster. And he gets there. He's an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes late. I'm oh. so I'm so fucking angry. And this is a second adjustment too. And I go, and he gets there, and I'm like, oh, my God. And the homeowner was so gross. Like, just honestly, I saw a shit stain on his shorts. (laughs) There's no other explanation what was on his gray shorts. Absolute shit. (laughs) I love love this story. And when he opened up the door, you could smell what his house smelled like, and I was like, I'm good. So I told the adjuster, I was like, hey, since you're an hour and 45 minutes late, and this is a medical emergency... I'm going to be right back. You walk around the house. I don't care about anything around the house. All I know is that you're buying that roof. And he goes, okay, well, you kind of need to be here and be professional. I was like, we're going to talk about professionalism right now. I was like, I can be professional and shit my pants. What's more professional? Me shitting my pants or you being an hour and 45 minutes late? And I said, I'll be back. I jump in my truck. It was a quick trip. It was a quick trip. Okay, Here's what sucks. thank God. So I get there and it's one year and all. <clears throat> One shitter. And uh, I get in there, barely make it to the toilet on time. I mean, I'm pulling down my pants. <laughs> and I sat my ass down, thoroughly inspected it, sat my ass down, and just painted the entire inside of the toilet. You know? And I reach over to wipe my ass. There's nothing there. And I go, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I don't have time for this. You know? Right. And, you know, continue to keep shitting myself is terrible shit. I just don't feel good. You know, my entire stomach is erupting. And I go, well, I'm not going to take off my sock because it's hot as hell out. That's disgusting. I'm not going to put my foot sweat in my asshole. And so I go, can't tear my sleeve and I need my underwear. So what do I do? I literally shook my butt a little bit to get some of the water off. <laughs> and then the opened the door, opened the door, walked to the paper towel dispenser. Dude walks in. <laughs> You're butt naked. Butt naked. <laughs> butt Bro. naked. And this dude goes, Oh my God. I go, Yep. And I'm just doing this, grabbing as many paper towels <laughs> as I can. And oh. he walks immediately back out. But the, the part that was upsetting to me is he said, oh, my God, and continued to stare for like two seconds. You know when you're like, oh, my God, and you turn your head right away and walk back out? No, he didn't do that. 
Really? He just kind of stared at me for a second or two, and I'm just like, and I just stared right back at him. (laughs) Just Just taking paper towels. They're naked in a quick. I was that angry at the at my entire day, and then this dude wants to perv out on me. I'm like. Just grabbing fucking paper towels. I go back down, wipe my ass so hard that I swear (laughs) to God, I have a fucking, what's it called? Hemorrhoid. Hemorrhoid. Thank you. And I get back to the job site. Dude's already (laughs) on the fucking roof. He goes, there's nothing up here, man. I go, really? Because you're going to stay here. And I go, (laughs) and I didn't, uh, I got it paid for through at the end, but that's what happened to me. So it was terrible. Wow. I guess I'll just save my... I guess I'll just save my worst for the next one. It's unbelievable. That just went way off topic. Yeah. No, but. that's good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to check us out on our other channels. Um, we are very excited that waterfall season is right around the corner. Guys, we're going to have a, a booth at Scott's in Rochester. Yeah, we're going to be selling merch. Is it a calling contest? It's a calling contest. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be selling merch, guys, because you better buy it online before oh, yeah, that place. It's you almost better buy it online. Because if you don't buy it online, it's going to get eaten up at that show. Yeah, Joey's charging double at the show. Yeah. (laughs) And I ain't going to be nice about it. You heard it here first, folks. Scary Joey. He's a dad now. It's no more fun. If you're not buying merch, you ain't supporting my family. And if you ain't supporting my family, then fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. one 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 more thing really quick.